1: I like moving my, I like moving my, I like moving my. <laughs>
2: Sports podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery, Fun Slinger, Colorado through and through. Check it out, delicious, crushable this winter. Joined here by the man, the myth, the legend, DNVR Nuggets' own Harrison Wind. Harrison, what a what a couple game stretch it's been. If the if the Nuggets aren't playing the Kings, they look like uh, world beaters. And um, yesterday's absolute end to end blowout of the Clippers. A, a new level for these, uh, for these nuggets. I kind of can't believe this is my life right
3: now. <laughs> Andrea, we have a new word for that in uh, nuggets nation. It's called nug hype. Mm, nug hype okay. is at an all time level for this season. Love this. The nuggets are peaking right now, just based on what they've done this year. Everybody's healthy. Knock on wood. Wow. They're beating great teams. They're winning on national TV. Who is this team? I
2: I like legit don't know how to I I, I don't know what to do with my hands right
3: now. I <laughs> I this
2: is such an unfamiliar feeling and it's also an unfamiliar feeling hearing like national pundits really like the nuggets and talk about them as legit contenders like they're not this uh scrappy they're not just ours anymore they feel like they belong to the world now i i just i don't know harrison my our little boys are all grown up and i i don't know how to accept it
3: well part of it is because niko Jokic has just become undeniable Yeah. yeah there's just nothing you can say to detract from him and everybody's finally realized that and then like you said they're doing it on national tv Do you remember when we used to be terrified of national TV games, Christmas day games, ESPN, TNT against these good top tier teams? They've beaten the Grizzlies, the Suns, the Clippers on national TV in the last two and a half weeks, the national TV nuggets. It's
2: just amazing. And you're right. Jokic is undeniable. Um, and that's another one where I don't even know how to frame the things he's doing or the numbers he's putting up. I do think it's fair to say like with Donovan Mitchell, there's been a lot of uh, his 70 point night, a couple nights ago, there's been a lot of talk about how this is kind of a, a, a new era, unique era. Um, it's certainly not the era that I was coming up in, in nineties and two thousands where mostly individual numbers and scoring was down and the game kind of got ugly um we are in a historic era of like statistical production, but Jokic even then is just like at another level where like 30, 10, and 10 just is like normal now. I again don't know how to act.
3: <laughs> Nicole Jokic had three points on one of five shooting at halftime of the Clippers game last night. And the Nuggets had 66 points. And he was dominating. Um, it's, it's pretty undescribable. We've never seen anything like Nicole Jokic. I don't think we ever will again. No doubt. And, um, he just seems kind of like this urban myth, even though you're watching him every night, (laughs) he's just this guy who, who goes out, controls the entire game, doesn't really want to score, just wants to pass. Last night he was in heaven, you know, only having to take eight shots. Yeah. And he just likes to hang out with his family and take care of his horses.
2: Yeah, you're right. Like, if if what you just described was a paragraph in a book of, like, a an NBA superstar from the 60s, we wouldn't believe it.
3: We would roll our
2: eyes and laugh it off.
3: He's like, can you believe this guy <laughs> dropped 40, 20, and 10 in a game and then was taking care of his horses afterward? <laughs> It's,
2: it's madness. What are we even talking about right now? The one seed in the West Harrison, how important is that right now?
3: I think it's, it's very important. Um, I mean, just because this team has, you know, absolute championship expectations this year, I think it's championship or bust. I know people within the nuggets think that mm-hmm. it definitely is. And the Nuggets are so good at home. They're 15-3 and at home. It's the best mark in the NBA, I believe, or or tied for the best mark in the NBA with the Grizzlies. If they can just get as many home games as possible in the playoffs, that's best-case scenario. And they've been able to get to the one seed by Jamal Murray being inconsistent so far this season, as inconsistent as we thought he'd be coming off the ACL. Michael Porter Jr. missed 13 games. The bench has sucked for most of the season. (laughs) They've only wanted to play defense for one quarter, the fourth quarter, up until the last couple of weeks. All of that's happened, and they're the one seed. So this team still clearly has another gear to get to. Um, And, yeah, I mean, I think the one seed is definitely a goal they should have.
2: With all that said, are there moves to be made here at the deadline? Certainly in a position to be sellers. Certainly you got to capitalize on this window that Jokic gives them. And as you said, the vibe in the building is it's championship or bust time now. That usually means at the deadline, you get greedy. You try to make one more move. Um, What do you see happening? And if you do see a a move happening, uh, what areas need to be addressed?
3: I think the Nuggets will definitely make one trade, at least one trade. I just think Calvin Booth is aggressive. He knows the moments there for the taking, and I think he's going to act on it. And, I mean, everybody knows what they're going to go after. It's going to be a defender that can defend the perimeter and defend small forwards and some shooting guards and power forwards and is versatile and rangy. Everybody wants that guy, so it's going right. to be tough. And I don't really know how much, how many enticing ass assets the Nuggets are going to want to give up or have to give up. They don't have a lot of first rounders they can give up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's going to be, I think, a move that probably uh, makes the fan base pissed,
1: but <laughs> it's going to
3: be probably the best move they could do. Mm. Interesting. So less so uh,
2: just like a backup center or something like that.
3: Yeah, I mean, backup center is interesting. The bench unit has found some stability with Zeke Nagy at backup center as of late.
2: Which is an interesting option, yeah.
3: And, you know, this entire season, he's been the clear most likely guy to get traded. So I don't know what Denver does with that situation. Uh, Like, Backup center, you're also only really playing like 10 minutes a game in the playoffs when you have Nicole Jokic. So I think wing wing defender is definitely a bigger need, but um, it'll be interesting.
2: Well, and then you're putting out clips of MPJ playing majestic defense last night. Who needs a wing defender when when this is the reality we live in? Um, Finals predictions, Harrison? Right now, January 6th.
3: Nuggets. yeah.
2: Hell
3: yeah! Uh, I mean, I'm not a believer in the Nets. I don't. I don't care that they just Great. went on a, an 11 game winning streak. I'm just Man, not. We're with you. I've got to go with Milwaukee still. Mm, They're just good. my default
2: pick. Good. Good. I have a plus four thousand ticket on DraftKings Sportsbook for that exact Finals matchup. I love, like it. Love that, Harrison. Hey, always a pleasure, Harrison. Win DMVR Nuggets. Check out all his stuff. Now, now, now the fun really begins in the NBA. So, um, thanks Harrison. Have a great weekend.
3: Well, Bronco season is over. So Nuggets season (laughs) has officially begun.
2: It's begun. Congratulations to you. Yeah. And as Harrison said, now with Bronco season mercifully over, it's the time to get in on the Nuggets and get in on some NBA betting DraftKings Sportsbook. This time of year is offering new users A $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win $150 in free bets. If and when that hits, it's an amazing deal. Nuggets right now, obviously hot. And that's on top of all their great bigger payouts, boosted, same-game parlays, um, just amazing stuff. It's where you want to be as a sports fan as you are dialed in on all the action this entire winter Download the app now, get in on the holiday hoops action, sign up with code DMVR, place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win and get $150 in free bets. If they do, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DMVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And also, I want to tell you about our good friends at Denver Health. Um, it's open roll time for individual health plans now through January 5th. Denver Health Medical Plan offers Elevate exchange plans available on the connect for health marketplace with great benefits and affordable plan choices. You can also call direct at 303-602-4912 and sign up online at denverhealthmedicalplan.org. Elevated exchange plans have options for individuals and families looking for cost-effective quality health insurance for those who might not get coverage through their employer or are self-employed. All Elevate exchange plans include adult dental and vision at no additional cost. It's a great deal. Plus, this year we offer lower monthly premiums than any plan currently available on the marketplace. It's amazing, and we've added new mental health benefits for your regular copay, go online or give them a call at 303 602 4912. Plan members have options to receive care at any of their 10 facilities in Denver. Um, additionally, this year they are adding a new virtual mental health option called Elevate Mind. It's available 24 7 at the cost of a normal copay. Great for those who need convenient resources for mental health. It's really life changing and amazing. Open Enrollment for Exchange runs through November 1st through January 15th, so sign up now. Call today at 303-602-4912 or visit them at denverhealthmedicalplan.org. And we're back. Zach Stevens, our guy, final week having to cover these putrid Broncos. Zach, is it fair to say... In your illustrious career, you've covered many bad Broncos teams. Does this stand out above the rest?
1: It's true. Yeah, I have covered many bad Broncos teams, (laughs) Dre. Only one winning team, and that was the nine and seven team. So they didn't even make the playoffs. Maybe this is my fault. Maybe I need to be uh, fired. Um, Actually, don't do that. Don't do that, Dre, please. Um, But yeah, this is the worst. And and it's not only the most disappointing, but it truly is the worst team. And Dre, this team on Sunday has a chance to become the first 13 loss team in Denver Broncos history. Just Holy think cow. about that. I mean, this was the Nathaniel Hackett positivity energy. This was Russell Wilson coming to town. Broncos made some good or big moves. I should say big, not good moves in free agency. <laughs> uh, and this was supposed to be the year that this isn't the last Broncos practice of the of the year. That's supposed to be in a couple of weeks when they're playing uh, playoff games.
2: Yeah, it's... Uh... It's been just something from another world, and on top of that, already looking for a new coach—just surreal. Um, it really hit me hearing you guys on the pod a few few days ago. Gosh, might have even been last week, but talking about how in the um, Pat Bullen era, Pat had only hired two coaches. Yep, exactly. Um, oh
1: no, but yes, but Henry was wrong on that. He uh, we, we found out he also hired Wade Phillips so that right. would be okay. three
2: coaches so three. Yeah. yeah but just insane Still, to think yeah. yeah i mean just insane um that we are here and that this these last six years have been this way um
1: yeah and, and and you bring that up about the three coaches in in the pat Bolin era that he hired um we're gonna be looking at the third head coach in three years for the broncos
2: yeah, that's just nuts. That is not the standard that Pat Bolin had set. Um, so how do you stop the bleeding, Zach? Who's a, What are you looking for in this candidate? And have you identified any that might just be the solution to all our
1: problems? You've got to swing big. You, you have to. And swing big, not at a person that doesn't have it. You, you pretty much have to have experience here. Now, for me, I would still interview some other people because I don't want to miss out on the Sean McVays, the, the Kevin O'Connell's, the yeah. Mike McDaniel's, the first time head coaches. But this ownership, Trey, it's pretty much a non-negotiable that they have to have someone with experience and not just experience, but good experience. And so it boils down to two candidates. I mean, there is a top tier for these Denver Broncos. And then there's everyone else And the gap between the top two and everyone else is gargantuan. It's yeah. Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh are the top two guys. They're both going to cost a lot of money. They're both going to take a lot of power when they take over this job. They're not just going to be the head coach and build their own coaching staff, whoever they want, but they're also going to take over the personnel side. Uh, They will be deciding, uh, in my opinion, if George Payton stays to be the general manager or if they bring in their own guys. And then they're also going to be the ones with final say over personnel. So you're giving up a lot of money. You're giving up a lot of power, but that's what you have to do in order to land one of these two guys and then of course with sean payton you're also going to give up a lot of draft picks yeah. in order to get him sean uh, jim harbaugh you're just gonna pay michigan the two and a half million dollar buyout which it's insane that it's that low
3: right
2: it really is um and he of course coming off a bit of a doozy in the national semifinal, some uh some weird Weird choices there, and uh, now maybe maybe that whole program in a in a bit of trouble. Um, so yeah. maybe there's a, there's an easy out there, and it sounds like the Panthers have already talked to him. So he is a known and hot commodity right now. Does the appeal of uh, fixing everything by just having one head guy who essentially is the GM and coach? Does that does that uh, appeal to you, Zach? Like I'm just thinking yes. like. Yes, it's not the yes, Pittsburgh yes. Steelers model necessarily. You right. Know, like.
1: No, no, it, it's, it's certainly not now. If the Broncos could get that type of stability that the Steelers have, <laughs> right, well then do right. their model. Absolutely. Right. But the Broncos, what they need is they need someone just to come in and take over, not just the entire football operation, but they need to take over the locker room. They need to take over Russell Wilson. They need to take everything over. And that's why it's a lot easier to hire one person, to do all of that than to try to find, you know, three different people and, and, and hit home runs with all of those. And so, absolutely, I think you, you just go for one of these guys. And the biggest thing, Dre, at this point isn't uh, in the interview process. I think it's these coaches interviewing the Broncos. Because we don't know right. about this ownership group. but what right. what are they going to be like? Just a couple right. of months ago, Greg Penner, the Broncos CEO and owner, said he's not a football guy. He's going to leave football decisions to the football people. It sounds like a lot like Pat Bowen. four months later, dre, he's he's leading the coaching search. he He says how he's impatient and how he's taken this thing over, which one is exciting in the way where you you see, He's not going to stand for four and 13, for five and 12. He's not going to stand for that. And so I think that's a great thing that he's going to take action. But if he takes too much control, you start thinking, oh, is it going to be Jerry Jones over here now? Is he then going to res- take over general manager responsibilities? I don't expect that to happen. But the fact is we don't know anything about this new ownership group. The what What we do know is they're going to spend – Whatever they need to to get whoever they want, and that's just something that the Broncos have that uh, that no other team can compete with when it comes to the amount of money. And so that's why I do end up thinking that they get uh, John Payton or John Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh.
2: John Payton, can we combine <laughs> the two? <laughs> There you that bring them both genius in Genius idea, right? I mean, there's a four billion, you know, a combined 50 million salary for John Payton might just be the <laughs> next
1: worker. And and then, and then included in that, you can have Peyton Manning be the quarterback coach. How about that?
2: Oh my gosh, sign me up! Yeah, <laughs> um, between the two, do you have a favorite right now?
1: Jim, Jim is my favorite, yeah. uh, and, and the reason for that is Dre, everywhere he goes wins, yeah. like yes. instantly. He did yes. it at San Diego. He did it at Stanford. He did it uh, with the San Francisco 49ers. And that's the most important one for me right. because that's his that's his NFL oh, yeah. experience. But yeah. he took over a 49ers team that was in shambles and it took them in four years, took them to three NFC championship right. games, took them to one Super Bowl. The success is just incredible. And so then the question is people have is, well, why was he only in the NFL for four years? Why hasn't he he got another job? Well, he's, he could have had other NFL jobs, but the reason he was only in San Francisco for four years is he can rub on people a little bit, uh, and can grind on people. But you know what? If Sean Payton comes here for, I'm sorry, Jim Harbaugh comes here for four years. Great. That's fantastic. And then he flames out at the end. Great. Turn this organization around, put them in a better spot than where they are right now. Uh, and give him all the power he wants. And really, that's what it came down to was a, a power struggle. Yes, There's going to be no power struggle here, Dre, because I'm saying, Jim, this is all yours. Take yep. it and run with it, because I think he can flip the Broncos around, uh, especially on offense and especially with Russell Wilson. He's going to be able to tell Russell Wilson no, which I think is important. Yeah. He's going to be able to do that right away. And I think the Broncos, if they get Jim Harbaugh, my early prediction, playoff team next year, Let's Dre. Go
2: playoffs. That's what I like to hear. I like Jim as well. He feels like more of a quarterback whisperer than Sean Payton.
1: You know, exactly.
2: Great, great job winning with Drew Brees, you know, congratulations, but Jim's won with uh, a lot of different quarterbacks.
1: You're you're spot on. And, and what Jim Harbaugh was able to do in San Francisco, he took over a very disappointing Alex Smith, got him to have a career year up to that point in his career, was able to make him a, a good quarterback. And then, he took a second round pick in Colin Kaepernick and was able to make him go to the Super Bowl, lead the team to the Super Bowl. And then also he was a pro borderline Pro Bowl quarterback. So what he could do with Russell Wilson is I think he can get him back to being the Russell Wilson that the Broncos thought they were getting for 10 years in Seattle, which is so, so important. And Sean Payton certainly is still a great coach. Yes. But yeah, he did it with Drew Brees and also. He had three seven, and 7-9 seasons in mm-hmm. back-to-back-to-back mm-hmm. years. That, to me, I mean, that's yeah. not impressive. No, he still has, of course, had a lot of other success, but that's why Jim's my number one guy.
2: Yeah, that NFC South ain't the AFC West with uh, Mahomes and Andy Reid, you know, that bit of a different <laughs> yeah. standard out here. Um, what you're describing is not a great situation for George Payton. Correct. These these
1: candidates being the top candidates is very bad for George. Um, And that's what's so interesting about this. And we had weird dynamics when George Payton was hired with Vic Fangio being in those meetings. And it's like, well, Vic's going to hire this guy and then this guy's going to have the opportunity to fire him. Turns out that's exactly what happened one year after Vic Fangio hired George Payton. And now it's the exact same thing. George Payton is going to be part of this search to bring the next general manager or the, this next head coach in, but he could end up hiring a guy that ends up firing him a week after taking the job, four months after taking the job, one year after taking the job. And that's why I, I really like that Greg Penner's leading this, this coaching search, but it's just such a weird role for, for, for George Payton to be in. And look, George Payton is extremely respected in the NFL for his ability as, as being able to, to be a talent evaluator at four and 13, Dre, he's not a respected general manager in the NFL right now. Look at the moves he's made. He hired Nathaniel Hackett. He hired, right. uh, he made the trade and contract for Russell Wilson. He signed Randy Gregory. There have been some good things that he's done, but as he admitted this, the, the reason the Broncos are in this situation is because of him. He hired Hackett. he, uh brought in most of this personnel. He admitted it. That's tough when then uh a couple of weeks later your job may be evaluated.
2: Yeah that Nathaniel Hackett hire above all else will weigh uh heavily on his tenure with the Broncos one way or another. Um Zach, I could go on for hours with you. You're <laughs> We've done it before. practice. We have done it before. He'll have you covered all off season long with this coaching search. He's done it many times before. He <laughs> will do it again, friends. Zach, always a pleasure, man. Enjoy this last week of this putrid season. And uh love you, man. Have a great weekend.
1: Jay, no one knows how to uh how to use the right words to talk about how wrong something is than you. <laughs> it's a special talent thank you thank you no doubt
2: appreciate you zach take care man awesome to catch up with our guy zach stevens always the best and also always the best are our good friends at breckenridge brewery you guys know we love breck brews at dmvr they are the best beer for any occasion um and right now i think some special stuff coming down the pipe Check that out. Stay tuned for all that. Check out their beer locator at breckbrew.com to find a breck brew near you. Those guys are the best. Always take good care of us, take care of them. Check them out. Check out the beer locator and uh, have yourself just a lovely little winter weekend with some breck brews. And also, new year, new diet? Well, quit pushing it off because Illegal Pete's has what you need with endless options of fresh ingredients that can fit almost any diet or dietary restrictions. It's a no-brainer. Eat Pete's for the health of it. Check out any of their 10 Colorado locations for happy hour from 3 to 6 p.m. every single day. No happy hours for you this month. Try out a refreshing Hoplark Citra at any Illegal Pete's location. It's everything you love about ice-cold beer, except it's dry January-friendly. Illegal Pete's is always our go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. It's the go-to lunch spot here at the DMVR office. Check them out. They are the best. And we're back, the Denver Sports podcast presented as always by breckenridge fun slinger here with rudo our guy uh this is your time of year rudo's doing pre-games watch alongs, post games he's a sicko few people love love ball i can't even say love ball like rudo you you just love the puck you know you're you're living that puck life about it for sure yeah that's that's what we love about you rudo What we're not loving right now is the Avs taking an early lead and seemingly even like ending a first period and being like, oh, they should be up like 3-0 right now. And then absolutely squandering that lead. Um, We kind of felt like with Mac returning, things would get better. Mac has returned. Things do look better. And then things look terribly worse because they cannot close out a game. What is happening, Boy?
4: Their team defense just had a complete meltdown the other night. Uh, It kind of happened a few nights before that as well against LA. No, uh, no nice way to say it. It's not been good. It it needs to be better. Full stop. Uh, You even in this last one got reasonably good goaltending from Alexander Georgiev. It's on the skaters in front of him to just play better.
2: So what's, What's uh, what's the problem? Is this just the, the forward depth that's slowly but surely coming back to haunt them on top of all these injuries? Are there deeper issues here? Um, How concerned are you?
4: Uh, I mean, it's it's a really multifaceted problem. The forward depth is part of it. But that's more you'd like to see them score a few more goals and make their life yeah. easier. Right. If they score a third goal, if they go up by three, they're not. I mean, they could blow that, but it's extremely (laughs) less likely that they're going to blow that. But beyond that, right now, their defense is just struggling top to bottom. Their best pairing is just exhausted because they've been playing the car and Taves 28 minutes a night, maybe more than that. Some nights they they're just out of legs. Their best pairing just is out of legs. And beyond that, the rest of their pairings haven't been good either. Uh, Gerard and Eric Johnson just have not played well together at all in any way, shape or form. They desperately need someone back so they can split those two up and just try something different because right now their bottom pairing is two AHL players that they just kind of have to live with whatever they get out of right now. And they're not getting good enough out of any of yeah. those six guys right now. It's, it just needs to be better. Uh, the, the concernometer, it's not at a one for sure, uh-huh. but I'm not super concerned. i maybe like a three or a four out of 10. Love that. It, it, it's something that you have to think about. The abs cannot continue to play like this for yeah. sure, yeah. but I don't think they will. Uh, we saw a significant amount of frustration from this Colorado Avalanche team as they were blowing this last game, and to me, that means they know they can play significantly better than this. They know they're better than this, and are will play better than this, so... I'm not concerned yet, but I'm definitely not chilling either.
2: Right, right. Yeah, it's kind of like maybe don't panic now, but we we need to see some changes here. Um, the way they've lost these four in a row can't uh, can't really be sustained here. Um, I you you've been a guiding force for me in this tough stretch, and I saw you on Twitter saying like, it just feels like the dam's gonna break open. Any many many period here now um what's giving you that confidence and optimism that the forwards will kind of figure this out
4: so the abs have been one of the unluckiest teams in the nhl for the past month and a half now uh they're shooting under five percent at five on five which is just not
2: sustainable. that's insane
4: <laughs> it would be the worst shooting percentage ever by like three percent it's it's insane how oh poorly they've been shooting and and you know everyone comes back and says well they're playing all these ahl players yeah it's a little bit of that but it's more than that they they've hit i think five or six posts in their last three games alone right so, you just half of those go in and they win at least yeah. two of these three games. yeah, and they've had a number of horrible bad luck bounces the other night. The first goal against bounces right. off of the referee to stay in the zone. it's It's crazy how much bad luck they've had and And that's no excuse. That's just a reality. They've had bad luck. The thing is, they're going to get better beyond the bad luck, even if you ignore the bad luck, right. It's so easy to forget because they've had so many guys on IR for so long. Today, right now, they're missing three of their top six forwards and two of their top four defensemen. So 25% of their forward core and uh, a third of their defensive core is just going to come back over the next month and make them a significantly better hockey team in every single facet.
2: Yeah, no doubt about that. Those injuries cannot end soon enough. Um, How have you felt about the uh, addition of George Gorgiev in this tough stretch? He has felt like a really um, bright sign and uh, has kind of just like fit in and felt like old reliable in a lot of ways. I've been pretty impressed myself.
4: Yeah, he's definitely been good far from perfect as no goaltender is perfect but on the whole his statistics are really quite solid he has had a little bit of streakiness he's had a couple of downturns where he's not making some of the saves he should be making some of the easier ones Mm -hmm. but even through those downturns he's making some high danger saves that are really keeping the abs afloat at times there have been stretches where you do need better play from him but that's true of every goalie in existence at right. a certain point goaltending is just hard uh for a guy that the abs took a straight up gamble on this offseason he's pretty much proven himself as an nhl starter and i don't know how the abs can ask for a whole lot more out of him on an every single night basis game to game sometimes yeah but right so far this season you're really happy with what you've gotten out of him
2: yeah, we can all nitpick, but it does feel like maybe the biggest question mark entering the ad season has a, feels like not as much of a looming uh, danger. Now it's it's some of these other things that need to be figured out. And um, so do you expect some moves at the deadline? Like, it's just, just wait out the injuries and hope everyone can come back. And that once this is over, they'll just some we've got some continuity with the team at full strength, or do you think they need to make some moves and some like real tweaks need to happen to this roster to be back where they need to be?
4: Uh both. I, I think it's mm-hmm. genuinely both. I do believe they will make some moves at the deadline. I would be very, very surprised if they make any moves significantly before the deadline, though. Uh-huh. Uh exactly what you said. They need to get healthy players back and get some of that continuity to see where their holes really properly are. This team top right. six has not played a single game together this year, Wild. not one. So this team, you really don't have a full understanding of how good it really is yet this year. I would pretty comfortably say if, as long as they get reasonable injury luck for the rest of the year, they're definitely a playoff team. So it's yes. not anything super concerning unless more injuries crop up, but at the same time they're, are probably holes in it you're looking at the two center position maybe you believe in erod to fill that maybe not you just kind of have to wait and see there you'd certainly like to add at least one defenseman maybe that's more of a sixth or seventh defenseman so not Mm -hmm. as impactful of a role but I would be very, very surprised if they didn't add anything at the deadline. The question is, how much are they willing to spend? Are they willing to give up this year's first-round pick? Are they willing to give up another A-grade prospect? And the answer to that is maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the right decision. Obviously, if they do it and they win a cup, you're never going to complain. Right. But – The cupboards are starting to get pretty thin right now for Colorado. So we'll see exactly what they want to give up.
2: Yeah, they really do. And by watching them this season, it almost feels like, man, this has been such a struggle. Is this really the year you want to double down on? Then I go on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. They're still the presumptive favorites in the West. They're behind only the Bruins as plus 600 favorites to win the cup this year and still minus 650 to make the playoffs. So the book thinks it's just a matter of time until this gets figured out. And yeah, definitely you want to double down because they're right there. Um, the eye, it's just looks so brutal sometimes, but maybe that's me being a, a bit of a prisoner of the moment because this four game losing streak has, has felt way more drastic in some ways.
1: Yeah.
4: It's, it's really hard mm-hmm. not to become a prisoner of the moment with the way the ads have played, but it's, it's super easy to forget. The Avs are four games over 500 right now. Right, right. They're, they're yeah. a decent hockey team with a not so decent roster at the right. moment. They're finding ways outside of this current losing streak. They're finding ways to win hockey games and keep themselves afloat. If they make it another two weeks, most of their guys are going to be back in the lineup and they're just going to be significantly better. There's no two ways around that. So it's it's really easy for me to look ahead and see a pretty easy path to the playoffs for this team again if injuries don't continue if injuries continue all bets are off of course but as right now today if you stopped it by points percentage the evs are in the playoffs so
2: at, and at some point, the injury luck has to turn their way. It, it just, i, hope so. I you hope know, so. like it has to, I'll be knocking on wood, but it, it just, I'm just saying. Um, yeah. And a couple more weeks, then you have the all-star break, a little more prolonged break, and then maybe starting early February, we might really see closer to 80, 90% of what we thought this team would be. Speaking yeah. of all-star break, Big snub for Miko Ranton. The big moose has been on an unbelievable tear. As rough as it's been to tune in and watch the ads this last week, it has been a joy to tune in and watch Miko do his thing. He's uh, he's really playing some great hockey.
4: Yeah, national media just sees Kale McCar's name and is like,
2: ah, let's just get Kale McCarr in the All-Star
4: Game. <laughs> I don't blame them. Kale McCarr is amazing. He is great. But- Miko Rayman has been the better av this year. There's no doubt in my mind that he has been the best av, especially in the month where Nathan McKinnon was out. That guy straight up took over games for the Colorado Avalanche. He's in the top five in NHL goal scoring. He's just absolutely full moosing on the NHL and 100% deserves to be in the All-Star game. You can still vote him in. You can go vote for him uh, on Twitter. Get it done. He definitely deserves to be there.
2: 100%. He's been a joy. Uh, the moose over three and a half shots on goal. A lock every single night. He like clears it by like two minutes into the second period. It's a, it's a joy to see.
4: Has had games with 9, 10, and <laughs> 13 shots yeah. as of late. So.
2: Oh, he's a monster. Love that man. Um, he's Nathan Rudolph, the NVR avalanche. Every single day he's on that grind. Getting you covered on the abs, whether it's game day or not. Rudolph, well, always a pleasure. Enjoy your weekend. We look forward to the abs getting healthy. And uh, thanks to Breck Brew Funslinger, for presenting this here pod. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll be back next week.